Okay. I really like Star Wars. <laughs> we, can, we can talk about that, my friend. OG Expanded Universe. Uh, all right. <laughs> okay. Um, hi, everyone, and uh, welcome to another episode of Turn One Soul Ring, a podcast where we talk about the Commander format and all things Magic the Gathering. I'm Kevin Smith. And I'm Eric Grenfell. And, uh, well, before we get to the main topic of the show, have you played any Magic lately, Eric? Uh, I have. Um, not paper, though. No. We're in that uh, Magic Arena, so I've done some sealed, and I've done some drafting. I haven't uh, done any constructed stuff yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the uh, the format seems pretty... It's interesting. Planeswalkers definitely mean a lot. Um, proliferate's a pretty big thing. Yeah, I wonder <clears throat> if we'll see a lot more Infect in Commander. Maybe, Because yeah. of all, like, the... Like, that we have, like, proliferate on a land now. yeah. Um, also, that the the, uh, the blue creature when you cast a non creature spell, you proliferate. That's pretty sweet. Or uh, evolution sage whenever you put a land into play. Oh yeah, proliferate. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about putting that into Lord Windgrace. Yeah. Um, well, I actually went on to game night. Uh, game game nights. I think it's game night. Game nights. Yeah. One, with, of, one with of our K. Yes. Yeah, it's one of the several um, LGSs that we have in our city. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of people say, a lot of shows I listen to say they have only one, but I think we have about five. I think so. There's like a Musin, Galaxy, Fusion, Game Night. Muse. Is that it? Muse, Game Night, Galaxy, Fusion. Oh, there's also uh, Play and Trade. Play and Trade. There yes, we go. That's the other one that's like, might as well be in a different city. Good place, though. Uh, it is good, yeah. I like to play there. But, uh, so I, I feel like we're lucky to have five. We are, yeah, because we we're not a huge city. No. Capital city, but not a huge city. It's not Canada. Means. We're yeah. in Canada. We're in Canada. Up here, eh? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I went down there, and um, I played... Um, I was playing my... I built a Tatiova Benthic Druid from Dominaria. It's like a lands deck, so I'm running 60 lands. Ooh, what does Tatiova do? She is, uh, she's three and a green and a blue, and whenever a land comes into play under your control, you gain a life and you draw a card. Uh, she's a three-three. Um, Value for your land drops. Yeah, and land drops don't go on the stack. People can't stop you. You know, it's, it's just, it's great. I'm drawing cards. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I run about 60 lands, and I'm just drawing tons of cards, and my win con is Lab Man, and I just play a lot of extra turn spells. Um, like Beacon of Tomorrow, so I can just keep shuffling it into my deck and we're next to Fate, um, Boogeyman of Standard, or at least it was. Um, it's still there. It's still there. It's yeah. still there. Yeah. You get out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, this guy sat down and he was just salty from the get-go. He sat down and he was like, is anybody playing combos? And I'd be like, well, am, am I playing? Is, is, is what I described a combo? I don't think it necessarily is. It's just Lab Man and you just draw a card. Is that a combo? It... Like, people always have this discussion about, like, what is a combo right. and it's not a combo, right? Yeah. And, like, I mean, if you end up going off and drawing many cards in one turn, you could call that a combo, I think. Yeah, you could. Yeah. But, yeah, and I know what he means, right? He's, yeah. like, I guess, like, winning in a way that is not combat, right? You can still, like, combo into combat and... You can, taking extra combat phases or... Yeah. Because even... But anyway... Like, yeah, because I think, like, I was going to say, like, winning with Triumph of the Hordes feels the same as 
a combo like feels just as it's also just like casting one card and you're like yeah I win right yeah. right which which like lab man says you win the game yeah <laughs> um, or the new Jace Planeswalker says you win the game which yeah. I also put in that deck I was gonna ask if you did I did yeah perfect <laughs> redundancy right we're there um, but yeah he was just salty the whole the whole game and you know he's like missing land drops and just not having a good time we played two more games with this guy and he was Oof. not friendly and uh, you know missing land drops and uh, he had a Ristic study and everyone was always, it seemed like everyone was always able to pay the extra one just not giving this guy any uh, any quarter so yeah just don't just don't sit down and, and, and be salty I didn't even know why you're there at that point yeah like aren't you I mean, I myself like to play Magic to have fun. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but he just did not seem like he was having any fun. All right. Yeah. So uh, you're going to run into those people sometimes. Sometimes. You know, but most of the time you run into people that are there to have fun, regardless of what kind of deck you're playing. And actually play the game of Magic. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, anyways. Um, don't be salty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't be salty. You know what? Being salty is a bad political move. It very you know much is. If somebody like gets you or wins with a combo, the the appropriate political response is, "Good job," or <laughs> or, "Good good game." Interesting card interaction. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> let's play again. And then the second game, everyone just targets that person. Yeah, because right? now you know what's coming, and even if they change decks, yeah, you still <laughs> because <laughs> you won the last one. <laughs> yeah. <bud. laughs> Um, but anyways, um, today on the show, we're going to be talking about how to play faster. Um, and more efficiently. And more efficiently. Um, but just as a little disclaimer, the things that we're going to be talking about, you know, a lot of these things aren't going to be allowed, uh, nor should you do them in uh, tournament play. Um, and, you know, if you're a brand new player, you know, don't. Don't try to play fast because yeah. the game is complicated enough. And if you try to play fast or if you're playing with people that want you to play fast, you might have such a bad time that you're not going to want to play it again. Yeah. So, you know, playing faster comes through experience, right? Oh, for sure. And knowing your deck. Um, you know, like if you have to tutor for a card, you want to be able to know what cards you need, know if you you have it in your deck, know if you tutor for it, whether or not you can then cast it, right? You need to know all these things. You don't just want to be aimlessly searching through your deck because that takes time. It does take time. And I've definitely found myself there. Sometimes I'm going to make a new deck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, even with a new deck, there are things you can do to speed up the game. For sure. And we're not talking, obviously, about, like, having to play fast because everyone's on, like, you know, a chess timer or something like that. No, of course not. No. Um, and, you know, a lot of the things we're going to talk about are things that you can do in the early turns, right? When, when, yeah. When we get bogged down in all the different triggers that we have to pay attention to, you know, when we're at turn 10, game turns take a little longer, right? Like, we expect It that just happen. happens. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, but before we get too deep into uh, into the main topic, um, we want to cover a piece of of magic news. So this is something that I found on Instagram today, um, and it's about a apparently a lawyer in Atlanta, Georgia, is preparing to file a lawsuit, a class action lawsuit to against 
Hasbro and Wizards of the Coast for failing to honor a sales contract with customers who purchased the War of the Spark Mythic Edition box on eBay. All right, so I know this is something that we have talked about before, this Mythic box. It, they've had some issues, definitely. So I'm just going to read a little bit about uh, about this uh, this article. Um, yeah, go for so it. It's really on, interesting. On May 1, chaos ensued upon the launch of the War of the Spark Mythic Edition box. Many orders failed to go process, and the 1,200 available units sold out in less than five minutes. Shortly after the boxes sold out, however, eBay reopened the sale of the Mythic Edition, leading tens of thousands of customers purchase non-existent Mythic Edition boxes. A statement by eBay said that those who ordered units that didn't exist would be reimbursed and given monetary gifts for their troubles. So they were selling boxes that they... Didn't have, actually. Didn't have. Yeah. Which is pretty slimy. I would say so. <laughs> Scummy, slimy. So this attorney, Matt Weatherington, um, is filing the class action lawsuit against Hasbro and Wizards of the Coast on behalf of the individuals who received a confirmation of sale when purchasing the War of the Spark Mythic Edition box. Um, there's a Reddit post detailing the lawsuit. Um, qualifications for the suit include... Customers placed an order for the War of the Spark Mythic Edition on eBay, received a confirmation email from eBay, had their order canceled, and have not authorized eBay to cancel the contract, says this lawyer, Matt Weatherington. Um, customers are saying they received an email from eBay asking them to cancel their War of the Spark Mythic Edition order due to the item being sold out. Super slimy. And also, why would I have to cancel something that was sold out. Well, they talk about that. Um, so this is a violation of an initial sales contract made between customers and Hasbro slash Wizards of the Coast on eBay. Weatherington states that if the order is canceled by the customer, then the contract is voided. Okay. So they were just so trying, trying to, to get out of it. Definitely, yeah. The law firm also says they are handing this case exclusively on contingency, meaning those who sign up with the suit will not have to pay any cost towards Werner Weatherington PC, which is the law firm. Okay. So that's good. According to Weatherington and the MTG subreddit mods, there is a copy of the preliminary suit and one will be filed shortly. So that's kind of where things are at right now. Hmm. So, you know, who knows what'll come of it. I'm sure uh, if there's any validity to the lawsuit, Hasbro will just settle, right? They're a multi-million dollar company, if not in the billions. Yeah. But I don't know. And again, like, I just feel, why can't Wizards do something to get this right? This is now try number three, and they're still not really there. Yeah, the Hasbro <laughs> store's useless. And, oh, completely. Um, they've done it on eBay um, twice now, and they've they've had problems both times. Um, yeah, you know, you'd think after... You know, Magic's been around for 25 years, and Hasbro has owned them since the early 2000s. You'd think by now they would have a reasonable um, way to sell these things online. If they're, not, would... if they're not going to sell them at... Um... LGSs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You would think, and I understand that obviously the reason they're doing this is because they're getting most of the money they want instead to... of going through the LGS. They're selling singles. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Mm -hmm. um, but still, like... You, if you're going to do it this way, have a way that us as the consumer can buy your product properly. We are the fans, and this is yeah. why we're here. 
And, you know, they, they only had 12,000 units. Um, you know, there's millions of Magic players. Yeah, worldwide. Probably tons. hundreds of thousands that would have purchased that product. Uh, so why not sell that many? Exactly. You know? And I don't know how they do limits and stuff like that. And there's obviously scalpers buying these things too because that's just how the world works. Right. And they did have restrictions on it the second time around about uh, uh, each, each eBay account could only buy two. Okay. But, you know, if you have multiple email accounts, you can have multiple eBay accounts, right? That's, yeah, that's it's easy. like 20 different accounts. Yeah, as long as you have the computers or devices to buy them at the same time. You're just good to go. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so 12,000 units in five minutes just sucks. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, so yeah, print more and, you know, sell them on a, on a platform that can handle that much traffic. Yes. Um, so yeah, it's just, you know, it's just disappointing when things like this have to happen. Um, when people just want to get their cards. Exactly. All right. Well, one other thing I wouldn't mind to mention, since we're talking about Warren Spark and everything, um, there's this, uh, proliferate. Oh, yeah, they yeah. changed the proliferate ruling. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Um, so what, why, don't, uh, yeah, why don't you read like what it used to be? Sure, yeah. So um, proliferate um, has been around since... I think it was uh, 2000 and... Uh, it was probably like 2007, the, I think, 2007, 2008. Phyrexia block, right? Yeah, new Phyrexia, yeah. Scars of Mirrodin, Mirrodin Besieged. With the Karn liberated and stuff, Karn, yeah. baby Karn, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so before uh, it wrote, it read, uh, "You choose any number of permanents and/or players with counters on them, then give each another counter of a kind already there." So this means that older versions yeah. of proliferate only increased one type of counter, while the updated version increases each type of counter. And the new wording for proliferate is choose any number of permanents and or players, then give each another counter of each kind already there. So if, do players get experience counters in Commander? Those experience counter commanders? How does that work? I'm just trying to like think of an example because if you have a poison counter, if Eric has a poison counter on him um, and he's also playing an Azuri Claw Progress deck, and he's getting experience counters for Izuri. If he also has that counter, and I proliferate with something, and I target Eric as a player to put more counters on it, the way proliferate works now is, I have to give him an experience counter and an inf- and a poison counter, where previously I could just choose the poison counter. So it's a little more limiting, right? A little, a little more limiting. Also just streamlines things. Just streamlines things. I think it makes it easier for newer players. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the amount of... Uh, situations where you encounter that pretty minimal definitely yeah because yeah. like minus one and plus one counters cancel each other out anyways right which is also a relatively new occurrence like that's only a few years old that they changed that kind of thing but yeah. um but yeah that that also streamlined pl- yeah. play right oh yeah um just less dice on your on your cards or pennies or you know i knew a guy who used to crumple up paper little pieces of paper and uh, put them on his card I offered him dice, and he wouldn't take them, so I told him to get out. That's uh, The last part's not true. That's, but the, 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 <laughs> that's the, an interesting one. The, the, paper, the paper is true. It's like, come on, man. Take the dice. Take the dice. Let's make this easy. He wasn't interested. <laughs> <laughs> I like my paper. I like doing it my way, okay? Yeah. I wonder what he's doing now. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Uh, all right, so I think we should uh, talk about uh, a little bit about playing faster. Yeah, that's what we're here for. Yeah. Talking about playing faster. Sweet. Um, do you like to play faster, Eric? Personally, I do. Yeah, I think we yeah. both like to play fast. I think so. I think we're both kind of, kind of spiky. We both like more competitive play. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, let's kind of talk about why it's good to play faster uh, before we get into how to actually do it. So one of the big things is if you play faster, you can fit more games in a night. That's definitely true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember when we played uh, the C18 decks out of the box, Commander 2018. Oh, boy. That was, I think that was close to, it was over three hours, that game. over three hours for yeah. that one game. They put a lot of board wipes in those decks. Oh, yeah. The box. And we already played with a lot of board wipes, just already. naturally. But this was <laughs> whole new level. something else entirely. Um, so yeah, you get to play more games, which is really what we're here for, right? We just want to play magic. I just want to play more magic. And, uh, with a deck, with a commander deck, you want to see more of the deck. You know, if you're only playing one game, you might only get to see a third of your deck. Or even like a quarter, like. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, uh, so I think that playing faster makes you a better player long term. Could you kind of elaborate on why that would be i think i would agree with you as well um making you a better player basically um how we're saying this is when you're playing faster all the time um to play faster you kind of are learning the cards more and like like learning what they actually do um and so this is getting you attuned with like the magic cards more in general and if you're trying to play faster and do your turns faster you're thinking faster your brain's like firing off yeah you're, <laughs> you're, you're training yourself to engage with the game yeah that way and so it's like a muscle the more you do it the more uh the more easy it becomes and then also like i do find it even in a way a little more addicting because then you know you're you're really in the zone and you're just like i know exactly what to do here and you're just like tapping all your stuff on your table and doing this and this and this and it's like you're moving your hands you're like playing the game and it's like it's a lot more fun to be able to it's a lot more engaging it's a lot more engaging Mm -hmm. to be able to just go along your board if it's like a late game thing and you have like five or six things to do and you're just tapping everything it's real fun and your opponents um it's more engaging for your opponents too they'll watch you they'll watch what you're doing because then you see what's going on exactly yeah um which is another reason why it's good to play fast it keeps everyone engaged um, yeah, which, again, can be a big thing. Because if someone's taking a long time on their turn, uh, you know, they're not doing anything, they're, maybe they're counting their lands, they're looking at their hand, um, you know, the phones start to come out. Hands down. And, like, there was a group you used to play with, and sometimes, like, if you're taking 15 minutes, just 15 even maybe longer, <laughs> just doing nothing, it's like, well, I'm going to look at my phone and... I'm I'm bored right now. I would like to be playing Magic, but yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's all, is is that the group that we used to play in? Is that are you talking? Yeah, yeah that's the group you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, that's um, <clears throat> yeah, that's where we met actually. That's where we met. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, so I I don't I don't really have a problem with phones, but I want to talk about the my my phone logic sure uh, if you will so you know we've got all these senses you know we've got a lot more than five senses despite what uh elementary school would have us believe um but you know if you're if you're someone that can pull out your phone 
and look at your phone with your eyes and manipulate it with your hands. But using your ears, you can still pay attention to what's going on in the game, right? You know, you have a pretty good idea of card names, yeah. what that does. You know, I play a Rhystic Study. Okay, I know Rhystic Study I know does. what that does. Am I going to count a Rhystic Study? No, right? You have a pretty good idea of what's in your hand. Um, if you want to respond to anything. So you're paying attention with your ears, but you're still using your phone. That's, I have no problem with that at all, right? Because you're still paying attention to the game. Yeah. But what I have a problem with is when someone pulls out their phone and then it comes to be their turn and they say, oh, well, like, what happened, right? Because they weren't paying attention. So, you know, if you're that person, pull out your phone, do what you got to do. But if you're someone that can only pay attention to the game or your phone or whatever else, you know, it's probably a good idea to choose one. And, and go with that, you know. And if you're going to be choosing your phone and you're still trying to play magic, it might be the wrong decision, yeah. I, would, I would say. Definitely. Um, and, you know, I think despite what I've heard some people say about getting up from the table, um, you know, getting up from the table when you just pass the turn, that that's, that speeds up the game. And I think it can speed up the game, but I think also if you get up... If I've just passed the turn to Eric to mm-hmm. to my to my left, um, and when I get back, hopefully it's my turn again, right? I think that's the thought process there. Yeah, pretty much. But then you have to go through everything. And if I wanted to counter something that, let's say, you know, let's say Trevor's going after you, and I want to counter something that he does or he did, do we let that happen? Because there's still another person going after me. Oh yeah. So I think um, the best time to leave the table is when the turn has just been passed to you. And then whatever you're getting up to do, just do it as quickly as you possibly can. Um, but I, you know, in an ideal world, no, would be, no one would be getting up during a game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, totally. Because um, again, like when you're away from the table, you're not, you can't see what's going on. You really can't pay attention then. No. You're out, <laughs> you're out of the room, right? <laughs> and obviously emergencies happen and whatnot, and we all understand. Of course, it's like, of course. And I think the best thing to do in that scenario, if if it's not your turn and somebody has to leave the table, just pause the game. Yeah, right? sure. Because it's so much easier than having to go back and it's like, oh, you know, Eric played Cyclonic Rift and I was in the bathroom. I could have countered it. <laughs> it's like, well, are we really going to... Are we going back now? Let's are we going, going back, back two turns. Like, come on, man. <laughs> um, yeah, so... And yeah, we can talk about that, like like that sort of a a, ta- a take backsies, right, or a takesies backsies, that kind of. Oh thing. yeah, yeah, because that that does that does slow down the game. It right? does because you because you're backtracking, and how far back do we go? You know, that's the thing. Um, yeah, and you know, I, I also think it just I think you mentioned this a little bit. It just feels good to play fast, right? Yeah, I have um, a lot of fun playing fast. That's the. Yeah, like that's what I really like about modern is how yeah. fast. The games are sometimes things can slow down, but sometimes you can get in that grind, and then like every single card matters, right? And it's just like if you make the wrong move, that could be the game. So sometimes you are there, just like wondering what to do. Like I've had times where I take like a couple minutes to think about well, if I do this or if I do this. You're just like we call it a line, is what you're like deciding on what to do, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. but uh, yeah, more more than not, it's just like a real fast game. People usually know what the cards are, mm-hmm. and it's just really fun to just like. Yeah, the meta is very defined. Yeah, um, which you really can't say so much for Commander. Uh, you can always, use any card. Yeah, there's always a card that's like, "Whoa, what is that?" Yeah, you know, <laughs> I got it. Can I see that? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I need that for my deck. 
So let's move on and talk about the ways that we play faster, the way that the ways that we've learned to play faster uh, over the years. Um, so something that um, is <laughs> wow, this is just an episode that's just going to be me just talking about what grinds my gears. <laughs> <laughs> Which that's not that's not what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm Kevin, just, what grinds your gears? <laughs> I'm just trying to impart, um, you know, some things that that I've probably done myself as a new player. Um, that as a more experienced player, I see and um, uh, you know, it's it's always it's the hardest thing to see your own mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> but at least uh, if you learn from them, I think we're in a good spot. Yeah. If you learn from your mistakes, then it's not really. Uh, it's not really a mistake. There you right? go. You know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, before we even sit down to play a game, uh, we've, we've both had extensive experience playing Commander at uh, our various local game stores. Yeah. Um, and those game stores have varying levels of, of um, what I would say... Uh, player base? Player base, yeah. I was going to say, like, grease factor, but, I, you know, that's a whole... We, gotta, <laughs> we, could, we could get into the, what that means. Um uh, <clears throat> but, um, so before we even sit down at the game, you know, you're at a game store and they're, 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 they got tables together and they're calling names and, and, you know, like table one, you know, so-and-so, um, and people have gotten there early and maybe they're playing some casual games mm-hmm. and they warn people when there's going to be tables in a few minutes. Yeah. And there are always, always those players that, I don't know if they I don't know if, if their concept of time is um, bankrupt, but they <laughs> they um, they just don't seem to have the, like the urgency to get up and go. Yeah. Um, so you know, I'm playing this game right now. This is what I'm doing. Right. Yeah. And so they're calling tables, and you get to that table, and there's people either still playing, or they're cleaning their stuff up. Um, and you know, it's like that kind of thing just doesn't need to happen. You know, no. player etiquette. Player etiquette, yeah. exactly. Be be ready to play uh, when the time comes to play, even before they call tables. Yeah, that's right? why we're here again. <laughs> exactly. That's why they time the rounds. Yeah. You know, because we can't just play until we uh, deck ourselves, right? No. We'd be there all night sometimes. <laughs> I think we've all been in commander games like that. That way you just... If, Sometimes, like, if they didn't time, it's a good thing they're timing this because we'd be here for another two hours. No thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd be like, Bob, you win. I'm out. <laughs> so when we're sitting down at the table um, with friends or with um, uh, new people that aren't friends yet, um, what are like what are the things that we want to have ready to go when we start pulling our decks out? Well, your deck. <laughs> Um, for starters yeah but uh no there, there was actually a time when i was uh playing a commander game and this guy had like a lot of token producers and things oh, like yeah. that what and, was the uh, what was his commander it was something selesnia like like riz the redeemed i think it was yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so you, someone's playing with that commander they have it in the commands and when the game starts there's no secret you're playing tokens unless yeah. you're just playing him for the colors yeah <laughs> which you're probably not <laughs> But uh, he didn't have tokens, and he had, like, a very few dice with him. He didn't so, even have tokens. No. And oh, so okay. he was just bored. And then for dice, he barely had any of his own. Oh, God. And he th- just thought it was fine and just was borrowing things the whole game. And, like, yeah. 
And that does slow down the game. It, it slows down the game and stuff, and it's like it's hard to see what you're doing. Yeah, and it's like it's like oh, you have a six sided die. I'm gonna tap this token. Yeah, and it looks like, the same. It looks the right? same. It's a five. It looks I don't the know same. if you have elephants or elves or wolves or whatever's going on over there. Yeah, yeah so that's not, <laughs> and that, and that slows down the game too. What is what is that? Is that an elephant? Is that uh, an elf token? Yeah. Like, are you doubling your tokens? You know. So, and we can understand like. Um, if you are making many, if you at least have, you know, like two tokens out there to kind of like show what's tapped and untapped and stuff, and we can still see the stats, stuff like that's great. Yeah. That's normally my, um, my minimum. And you, you don't need to get real tokens. Like I, you know, like, you know, magic produce tokens, Yeah, you know, like I, um, I've printed my own tokens. You can just take a piece of paper and you could keep track on a piece of like loose leaf if you wanted to. Yeah. That's not ideal. Like, but basically, if you're playing one of these decks that you know you're going to have to have lots of tokens and stuff for, it's just nice if you come prepared. Yeah. Or if you're playing a deck um, where you're going to need a lot of dice for counters, like if you're playing an experiment crash deck. Right? Or Planeswalkers. Yeah. You need a lot of dice. dice. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. I always I always have a lot of dice. And, and what I've started to do um, in the last year or so is I use... Um, like D and D dice, um, because you have more. Uh, I just prefer like numbers. So yeah, so variety. Yeah, like D twenties are really good, um, but uh, I like them because you can do like multiples, uh, like 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 three digits uh, more oh, yeah. easily, um, and the numbers are much more clear, right? Yeah. From across the table, like a D a spin down dice, right? They're not as they're not as legible as you know, like a D eight or something. Yeah, exactly. Or a D ten. Um, yeah, so just have. Anything that your deck needs that is not in your deck, you know, just just have it just have it ready, and like it's so much fun because you can um, bling those things out, right? Oh, exactly. You want some like really cool like metal dice or something like that, like it's something Absolutely. extra, or you know, like you can get foil custom tokens yeah. online. Like you can find people like that on Instagram and Etsy that do those things, and they look amazing. Super cool. If you yeah. really like some sort of show or something like that, you get that, that little extra. Oh, yeah. Game of Thrones characters in there or something, you know? Absolutely, like. <laughs> yeah. And, pe- and people are going to, you know, like your dragons your dragons deck, you get like your dragon tokens uh, oh, there all in Game of Thrones. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, you, you're going to make friends doing that because people are going to be like, oh, that's so cool. Let me see that. Maybe I won't attack you now. There you go. Politics. <laughs> hey. No, they might still attack you. Because <laughs> <laughs> you have dragons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 4-4 four, four dragons. Um, so... Uh, oh, you know what's something I really like to do, um, and I learned this from another podcast, is uh, sequencing your hand. Oh, yeah. So, you know, when I draw my opening hand, or just any time I put new cards into my hand, I put them in order from left to right of the cards that I'm going to play next. So let's say, you know, I'm playing like Yisan, and... I draw my hand and it's like, I would sequence it like Forest, Llanowar Elves, um, Priest of Titania, Forest, you know, because that's the order I would play the cards. It'd be like land, one drop, that taps for green. Next turn two, tap the land, tap the mana dork, play a two drop kind of thing. Yeah. And, you know, again, as turns progress and you have a lot more mana, it's a little more difficult to do that. I Sometimes I end up putting my hand into two different piles. Um, 
And especially once you have no maximum hand size and you're drawing tons and tons of cards, that gets more difficult to do. But, you know, in the early turns, you have a pretty good idea of what you're going to be doing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's only there's really only one avenue that you can take, and, and usually you're trying to just ramp, play, play lands and ramp, right? But, yeah, it's, a, it's definitely, like, a really nice little technique for people starting out and stuff to, like, even even sometimes I still like we still do it as more veteran players. I, I do it I do it every time I uh, I draw my hand. I do it when yeah. I play modern. You know I always do it, and it's just uh, uh, it's it's almost like a meditative technique, right? You're just preparing for the game. It it, it forces you to think about uh, the lines that you can yeah, take. Yeah, exactly. Right? Um, which is you know which just makes you a better player because you're visualizing what what you could possibly be doing exactly yeah and every time you draw a card you just put it in you just put it where it belongs in the sequence yeah um and the sequence changes throughout a game right it's not something that you can do the whole game uh reliably but but it's like as the game goes on you know turn three turn four somebody plays something um maybe you'll change your mind on what you want to play and then you'll, you'll shuffle around with your hand and like put certain things next and stuff and uh I also find it's kind of nice because then it still keeps you a little more engaged with what's going on and things Definitely. like that too. So, and as the board changes in between the turn that, as the board changes between the turn that your turn that just ended and the, your next turn, um, you know, I'll find myself changing the order of things. Yeah. Um, so that I can, because what I plan to do changes, right? Oh, for sure. <clears throat> so passing the turn as soon as you know that you're going to be finished. So, um, you know, turn one, you play a Terramorphic Expanse or a, or, or a pricier fetch land. Um, you know, don't wait until it's the end step before your next turn to crack that Terramorphic Expanse because, you know... The informational advantage you could gain from that basic land entering the battlefield tapped, or if it's a, a cons or or um, Zendikar fetch, uh, that that dual land, it's it's just really not worth the time that you're losing by by waiting to search. It's a hundred card deck, it takes time to search, and it takes even longer to shuffle it properly. Yeah. So you know, just. Uh, just, just if, if if you're done your turn, just pass it and and you know like crack it, crack it and even if you want to put that land face down and say, I'm playing this, I'm search, I'm cracking this on the end step before my turn. I reserve the right to change my decision. Um, but it's just a speed up gameplay. It's just a speed up gameplay. And if you if you say that to people, if you explain that that's a way that you like to play to speed up the game, if they say no, I don't like that, you know that's fine. You can. Then you will just wait. Then you if will just want wait. To play that way, absolutely, sure. yeah. because you know that's what the rules dictate. But uh, more times than not, people like it when you like to play faster. We get through things faster, and so that's what I found. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's also like tutoring, um, not just lands, but also there are other cards in the format that tutor four cards in your deck. Yeah, black tutors for anything. Green tutors for creatures. What is Blue Tutor for? Artifacts and, and sorceries? Yeah. Um, so when you're playing these tutors again, like obviously it's best when it's done at someone's end step so they don't know what you're tutoring for. Right, because if it's not black, you have to reveal it. Exactly. In most cases. In most cases. Um, so. 
Yeah, I think we talked about that blue card, uh, long-term plans where you don't have to reveal it. The one that you don't. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but we can still take this same thing from the lands and not revealing it. Right. So to go a little bit quicker. Yeah, or um, using um, a top of the deck manipulation, like a yeah. um, like a scroll rack or a um, sensei's divining top. Um, more so with Sensei's Divining Top, I think. It makes more sense. Um, you know, it's like, I'm going to top now, but if anything changes between now and my next turn, I'm going to look at those cards again if I need to and yeah. rearrange them. Um, but, you know, I'm basically topping at the end step before my turn. When you'd have the most information, right? That's yeah, why, for sure. That's why we do things at the end step before our turns at instant speed. Um, so something that I like to do is... Um, and I often have to request people. Uh, well, I, I'll organize my board in a way that is easy to see for my opponents. So, you know, like piling cards, uh, I don't really do that. If, if the name of the card and the text box is obscured, I like to avoid that. Lands, I like to lay them out so you can see every single one so you can count. Um, and I think like what... What happens a lot is we like to, when our lands are tapped, is we pile them up. Yeah. Uh, just to save space, I think. But, uh, yeah, that's one thing I've seen a lot. And and it's totally fine to just ask people. It's like, hey, would you mind spreading out your lands so that we can all see them? And, you know, uh, you might have to ask people to do that a couple of times before they're not going to want you to ask them to do it again. And then they just do it on their own. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a big thing about keeping your board organized. Um, well, you have you often have a very nice organized board. A little bit of OCD, yeah. maybe. It's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just like having all the information available mm -hmm. to everybody um, is really nice. And um, it can get tiring asking us, like, hey, what's over there? Hey, what's over there? Absolutely. What's going on on your board? Yeah. Um, and sometimes people like to do that. Um, and I've had a situation where I'll play something. It's like, oh, you can't because I have this card over here. And I was like, well... I couldn't see that because your board is a freaking mess. It's a mess. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. That's why. Um, that's why I really love to play with a playmat. Like, <clears throat> yeah, you know those table long playmats they have at um, game stores. Sure. I'll still play with my playmat on those playmats. Me as well. I mean, Lord knows what's on those playmats. Sometimes they have, like, they've been sitting there a while. <laughs> they have, like stains and. <laughs> who knows right who knows what kind of stain <laughs> um and uh you know i think we've all pulled an inner sleeve off of a card and like held it up to a light and seen how dirty that is well that's everything that's on the playmat so it's like no thanks <laughs> and that's just the playmat you've been using <laughs> uh, but i also like the playmat because it kind of gives you like um an area like a, a it's boundary like a, it's, and yeah stuff. it's like an yeah. area of organization yeah exactly uh and sometimes you go over Right, you know, when I was playing with my Tatiova deck the other night, and I had you know like forty lands on the field. Sometimes you go like, over. I was like, "Excuse me, guys, if you need to ask how many basic islands I have, I understand." <laughs> We're going nuts here. <laughs> <laughs> Rest assured, I will be able to counter any spell that's going to mess with this. <laughs> um, but again, I just think it's a little bit uh, again like just being nicer to other players. You know, have your creatures and then like your enchantments and artifacts and stuff kind of grouped together instead of having them all mishmashed. Yeah, that's and, and I try to do that too, the Planeswalkers. I, a lot of times I'll put my um, my mana rocks with my lands. Yeah. Um, but I've played with people that have requested that I put them 
together in a different spot, which is totally fine. You can you can do that because technically that's what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah, but yeah, I do like having the artifacts that Taffer Mana, the Mana Rocks, or my dry my or my Dryad Arbor with my with my lands. Yeah, being sneaky. <laughs> <laughs> it's a one one. <laughs> I do I do though something um, something that I do with uh, Maze of Ith or other lands that don't tap for mana is I put them with my I usually put them with like my artifacts and enchantments mm. right. because like Maze of Ith I can't tell you how many times I've forgotten that I've had a Maze of Ith I've lost games because I forgot that I had a Maze of Ith because it's I, just with your other lands that's right and you know like a, a Voltron creature is coming at me and I'm just like yeah it's fine I'm dead I'm dead <laughs> <laughs> and so it's not only beneficial for other people sometimes it's even good for yourself that's right it's your information that you're seeing on your board. And then those opponents can see that Maze of Ith, and they probably won't even want to attack you. There you go. Yeah. Or they'll play a strip mine and get your Maze of Ith out of there. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Res- I have no response. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I can stifle it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't... Uh, don't run Stifle. It's <laughs> not <in> Commander. <laughs> Unless you're going to like put it on Isochron Scepter. <laughs> um, so uh, something else that you could do to um, speed up the game is when you sit down to play is just let everybody know that you, you know, let's say you've got to be somewhere or uh, for whatever scheduling reasons, you would l- you're requesting that everyone play fast. You know, let's play a fast game, and maybe we can get in two games. Yeah. Um, and most people won't. I mean, most people at a local game store will just will just agree to just about anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, you know, and then later in the game, if somebody's kind of playing a little slow. You know, you can just kindly remind them that they agreed to play faster and to just, you know, just kind of pick up the pace a little bit. You know? Yeah, it's like, remember, I got to be out, you know, in 45 minutes. Yeah. Be nice to finish the game before I have to yeah. skedaddle. Yeah, because when somebody just, like, drops out of a game, like, that can totally change the game. It messes things up a lot, um, yeah. You know, it's like conceding at instant speed, you know. It's it's sort of, it's outside of the game. Yeah. And uh, it's, it doesn't really feel fair, right? So, yeah, m- like we said, most people aren't going to mind uh, that little reminder if you've, if you've sort of made that social contract before the game started. Um, so something that I run into a lot, um, even in even playing with you guys, playing with friends, uh, is passing the turn. Yep. I hands down agree. (laughs) Uh, and it's just, um, you know, being, being vocal, Mm. right. And saying, and saying pass the turn or, or your turn or go. Um, uh, and something that I do a lot is I do like, I use, I I do a hand motion, right? So I'll, I'll use my left hand or my right hand. Uh, those are all my Sometimes hands. Both. <laughs> That's right. Um, <laughs> and I will, um, I will, you know, throw it out the table at the person sitting kind of across from at me. them. Yeah, or the person sitting next to me, right, wherever I'm sitting on the table. They're either across from me or next to yeah. you, generally, unless you're playing in some kind of crazy five-person game. Ooh boy. <laughs> but yeah, because like sometimes people are talking a little bit or something. But if you do like another like a hand gesture, that's something that somebody will see mm-hmm. out of their peripheral vision or something. Be like, oh, what's going on over there? Yeah, because we all we all miss things. We all we don't don't hear things because yeah, we're having a conversation. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And then, like, I've definitely seen it. Like, I know it's the beginning of the game, and usually you can't do anything anyways. But sometimes it'll be, like, turn three, they'll play a land and then not have anything to play and just not say anything. And then we're all just sitting here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like, oh, can I can I go? And they're like, oh, yeah, I have nothing. You go. And and <laughs> and feel free to say, you know, like what I'll, what I'll say to people. I'll be like, is that a go? You know? Yeah. Just just ask people. Is that a pass turn? You know, like. Is that a pass? Are you going to do anything else? Yeah. You know? Um, and, you know, it's not a um, it's not a bad question to ask. Right. I think everyone, I probably everybody else at the table besides that player is thinking the same thing. For sure. So there's nothing wrong with being that vocal player and encouraging that. Um, We're here to play magic. That's right. That's why I'm here. Yeah. So having said all that, you, <clears throat> and I don't know if this ha- is specifically to do with playing faster, so this might be a bit of a digression, but um, you definitely don't want to be the person that's asking uh, are you gonna are you gonna pass the turn? Are you done? Are you done? That's one that's just <laughs> like, oh, are you done? You know, it's like somebody it's it's their first main phase. Maybe they attack. Yeah. And then are you done? Right. The person and I've played with people like that where they they every they, instance every every chance they get or or just about every chance they get, and you know. I kind of want that player out of the game. Like, I will, you know... Um, You're putting a target on your back. Yeah, you know, whether or not they are the target of the game, I will... I will... Uh, I will I will punish players for social infractions. Uh, rightly or wrongly. There Probably wrongly. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, so, you know, just because you started your second main phase um, mm. doesn't mean you've ended your turn. And um, most experienced players um, that win a lot of games don't do a whole lot before they attack, right? Usually not. Yeah. Second main phase is where the big stuff happens. Yeah. And in Commander, we don't attack often. Um, I think sometimes people should attack a little more. I think they should too. If somebody's open, that's a habit I've been trying to get into. Yeah. Um, Because that also speeds up the game. It does. Right? Yeah. Because you never know what that those points of damage could mean later. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like we said, there's nothing wrong with asking players if they finish their turn, um, but you know, just give them a reasonable amount of time before you start asking those questions, especially if they're new to the game, and especially if they're new to the format. Yeah, because you can kind of tell when somebody is like that, and absolutely, it's better to help than to put them down all the time absolutely because because it can feel like that you it know? can yeah and uh and i i i feel that when a player is being treated like that and and me and i think that i'm i'm you know my aggression towards the player that's asking are you done you know i'm i'm just uh i'm taking one for for this new guy all right so it is <laughs> it is rightly yes <laughs> it is just is my bad behavior is justified <laughs> Um, so <clears throat> the next topic we're going to talk about is, um, knowing your deck. Mm. So we touched on that a little bit at the beginning and, um, you know, knowing what you need to search for, what you want to search for, what you can search for. Yeah. Um, and knowing your deck can be difficult when it's a new deck, even for a seasoned player, right? We don't have photographic memories. Um, 
In fact, I don't even think uh, that's something they can conclusively test for. So let's just say no one has a photographic memory at this point. Some can just remember better than others. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, So something, and this might be an extreme case, but something that I did with a, a deck that I've had for... Um, a couple of years now is uh, it's my Yisan deck. So, uh, so what is this Yisan? Yisan, uh, I think he's like a, I think he's a bit of a CEDH all star. Uh, he was banned for a little while. Um, in oh, 1v- I forgot about that. No, he's banned in one v one, not uh, CEDH, but um, mm. but he's good in all formats. But he's uh, he's two and a green for a um, I think he's like a human shaman maybe. But uh, what he does is he's a two three. And he lets you pay two and a green and tap him and put a verse counter on him. Then you can search your library for a creature card equal to the number of verse counters on Yasan and put that creature onto the battlefield. Seems pretty good. Is he uh, a human shaman? He's a human rogue. Human rogue. Real okay. close. <laughs> shaman and rogue. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with that deck, you know, what I did when I built that deck is I made a list of the creatures in the deck that I could search for in groupings of converted mana costs. Hmm. So, you know, the higher end of the spectrum, you know, the seven and eights, you know, your Vorinclex or your Crater Hoofs. Um, That's pretty easy. Those are easy because there's not that many of them. Yeah. Um, you know, at one point I was running like a Void Winnower and a, a Kozilek, a OG Kozilek for um, just mill insurance. Sure. Um, I love Void Winnower. So good. Yeah. Great. It's, it's, it's a great, real annoying. If you can get to nine with Yasan, you know, like you've probably already won the game, but probably. But you never know. Just just the extra extra beats. Yeah. Um so that's what I did to, you know, remember w- my avenues for the deck. You know, I would it, I knew which ones I could which one mana creatures I could search for. I knew which two mana creatures I could search for, you know, etc. Um, and you know, when I was first playing the deck, I would look at the list before I played it a lot. I would, I would shuffle, I would look through the deck before I would actually sit down to play. And, you know, that's something that I don't really need to do anymore. Um, kind of no matter how much time passes between the, uh, the times that I play the deck. Yeah. Also like creating those lists, you can always bring those lists and have it with you while you're playing. Lots of people do that. Lots of people do that. You Nothing what, wrong with that. You know what a lot of people do in modern that I've seen is they have lists of what to sideboard totally. against other decks. Yeah. Which is a really great resource. It's a really great resource. Uh, anyone can do that. Yeah. Um, I, I should keep, I should do that. I should do that too. Yeah. I haven't. <laughs> I'm just always like, I know what I'm doing. But Oh, yeah. I'll it's, be fine. <laughs> it's like, oh, damn it. I didn't put Board of Orbing in against a burn deck. <laughs> I thought it would be fine. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's it can also like, you know, speed things up and... Absolutely. Get used to things more, so. Yeah. Um, also, yeah, if you like having fun, just, like, go ahead and build a, a Yisan deck because it's tons of fun. And you don't have to build it, like, I don't have a combo deck. Like, I just, I win with, like, Crater of Behemoth. Yeah. You know? Just get creatures out there, big creatures, boom. Sometimes I'll, I'll um, you can win early with the Triumph of the Hordes, so. Yeah. That's fun. But yeah, it's really nice because then, like, you're not, you know, shuffling through your deck all the time and sometimes... You know, you'll be searching for something that's already back of your turn. You've missed what's happened. You're still looking through things. Yeah, and actually speaking of which, like, let's say you have ways to untap Yasan or you have ways to search your deck multiple times in a turn, but those searches would be separate triggers. You know, let's say you're going to Demonic Tutor um, 
and then you're gonna, I don't know, not vamp tutor, because you're gonna put it on top of your library. But let's say you're gonna search for two creatures with Yasan in the yeah. same turn, but they're separate triggers. You know, you can just ask your opponents if it's okay if you do both searches at the same time and oh, then yeah. shuffle once. You know, like, if I'm going to be ending my turn and the order of my deck doesn't matter and I've just searched it for something, I will just announce to my opponents, I will shuffle this, you know, it's like I searched for a soul ring, uh, put my deck down, I'll shuffle that momentarily, play my soul ring, tap it for mana, do some stuff, pass, and then I'll shuffle. Yeah. Um, and most people are happy to accommodate uh, that style of play. Yeah, because you don't need to shuffle right away. So And shuffling takes a long time. We got 100 card decks. And I know you and I double sleeve them. Yep. So it makes <laughs> them even bigger. <laughs> um, I will say a little story about uh, I made like an artifact deck. And so one of the tutors is Word of Invention. Oh, that's and so uh, it's, it's three blue and X? Yeah, and it's an instant. So um, but the, uh, the X um, is you're going to be tutoring for an artifact from your deck equal to what X is. X or less, right? X or less. And yes. it also has improvise, which is do you remember what improvise is? You can you can tap um, your artifacts to help pay for Oh, okay. So it's like convoke, but for artifacts. For artifacts. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So but at this point, you know, you don't want to overtap or something like that. Um, and there were times where I wish I had my deck list or something with me when I was first started playing that deck, because I don't know what the hell I wanted to tutor for. And, oh yeah. Uh, I'll do that. I've done that with um, Green Sun Zenith yeah. or Court of Calling. Or there's the new card from um, Or the Spark, uh, Finale of Devastation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, I can't wait to pick one of those up. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, definitely knowing the CMCs is very good when you have those X spells because you are trying to maximize the amount of mana you can use on a turn. So definitely good to know your deck. But if it's an if it's an instant speed tutor, just like tap out and just go for it because <laughs> you're doing on that step before you turn. So Anyways, it's fine. <laughs> Maybe you have a counter spell you want to hold up. You're doing that. You are doing. You are playing blue. Yeah. <laughs> just uh, or just have a foil in your deck. Um, there you go. Yeah, I think we talked about that a couple episodes ago. Yeah, free, the, free counter spell. It's the point, and it just got reprinted in Ultimate Master, it did. so it's like twenty five cents. Time to get those foils. Foil, foil. Or a foil, yeah, a foil, foil. <laughs> <laughs> um, so do you, uh, Eric, do you have any other um, any other play play faster tidbits for the listeners? A tidbit? Or just, you know, like a little, yeah. a little, you know, like a little, <laughs> a little, tit, a little tit for tat. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, from, what I can, from what I can recall, I think, uh, I think we talked about a lot of stuff that I pretty much do. Yeah, I don't know that there's a whole lot of other stuff that I uh, I do to speed up the game. I mean, sometimes it's just a slow game. Like, we, you know, like we play with, I, I think we're kind of the faster players among our our various play groups. Just to kind of boast a little bit. Just to, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's just, you know, I, I, we, you know, we want, we, we want you we to have play faster. Spiky. Yeah, we yeah. want you to play faster because we want you to have more fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like getting to do more in a night. And uh, sometimes, you know, and it sucks if you only get, like, two games in in, like, four hours. Yeah. And so you didn't have good games. You're just, like, it just feels like a bad night and you didn't, like, get to play Magic. Well, you know, despite that salty guy at game night um, yeah. the other night, we played three games. And we completed three games. We didn't go to oh, time. Wow. It was the third game and we were just, like, wait, let's not start a fourth one. Was, they're, they're was somebody start... playing Combo? 
<laughs> uh, not that there's anything wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> no, we both we're both combo players. <laughs> yeah, like we say, the game has got to end. You know. Yeah, let's uh, let's wrap things up here. We're gonna start our monthly giveaway for June. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna make an Instagram post for this episode, and it's going to be the giveaway is gonna be for three um, packs of War of the Spark. Fancy new set. Fancy new set. So you're gonna at least get three planeswalkers. Yeah. Probably more. Um, <laughs> so for the post, and the details for this are gonna be in the post, but you're gonna you're going to have to uh, like, subscribe to the account, and repost, uh, and tag us in the repost. Um, and if you do all those things, you'll be entered to uh, for a chance to win these three packs, and we will do a you know, we'll, we'll determine the winner and, and at that point we will, uh, start our July giveaway. Not sure what that's going to be. Maybe some modern horizons. Maybe we do like one pack of that or two. Isn't it going to be regular, uh, regular price? I don't think so. Well, I've got, nice. I've got, I've got a ton of, uh, like prize tokens <laughs> from fusion. So, oh, good to go. Whatever. I, it's just, it's, <laughs> it's, it's free for me because I win so many games. Oh, look at you. <laughs> um, if, uh, if you guys want to get in touch with us and uh, let us know what you think about the show, you can find us on um, you can find us on Gmail at uh, turn1soulringthepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at turn1soulring underscore the podcast. You can also find me on Instagram at commandbeacon. Yeah, and uh, well, sometimes I do giveaways on my Command Beacon account, so you know, stay tuned. Stay tuned for those. Just uh, thank you all so much for listening to us for the last hour or so. What do you think, Eric? I think these people are wonderful. Yeah, they're great, aren't they? <laughs> uh, well, again, thanks for listening, and uh, have yourselves a wonderful night. Go get them, Tiger. Turn one soul ring.